There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Thank you, Mike and the Molotovs. It is officially time to start the show. And I think we started with a, a nice little monologue there about that lady. And then I got an email that says, Hey, Holmberg, when it comes to gay camping, there's a big detail you're missing here on why you and Mark never had gay moments. It's because you're both ugly as... Ugly dudes don't have a moment unless they're already raging F-words. Homo F-words. Mm. Be glad you aren't attractive, John. You'd have been Mark's bottom. Now, hold on a second here. <laughs> First and foremost, Mark's a very handsome man. That's ridiculous. I won't, I won't have you talking about my friend that way. There's a good chance he wasn't attracted to me as a homosexual. We've talked about this. If I was going to be gay with anybody, it would probably be him. He's got a good job, good money. Combine our, our incomes. We're about the same size. Uh, shopping gets easier. We can share clothes. Seems great. He's gentle. He's got a little too much hair for me. I find that disgusting. And uh, I've been near his bathroom when he's finished up, and I don't want anything to do with that area of his body. <laughs> but do take it back. Now, I'll take all the ugly rap in the world. Nobody thinks uh, that I'm uglier than I think I am ugly. Uh, Mark is a handsome young man. You leave him be. Uh... Onward and upward, I say, from all this gay camping talk. See the Diamondbacks yesterday? What did we say back in, uh, it was a end of September, October. Count on this little playoff run coming back to haunt you, Phoenix. Count on the Diamondbacks, uh, I, I'll say it flat out, terrible owners to take the one good thing they've done in a decade and turn it on us to say, well, now you better buy us a stadium, we're moving. Careful, that's your team you're talking about now. I know, and I'm pissed off already. This is why the Cubs made me mad. Owners pissed me off. Ken Kendrick, you know, it's the first couple days of spring training. The pitchers and catchers report, you got a few guys hanging around. They're going to watch the owner, Ken Kendrick, go out and go, well, we want to stay in Phoenix, but if uh, if you want to keep us in the ballpark downtown, we're going to have to explore other options. All right, get the... Out then, bye. No more being, I'll be the first person in the media to not act like this is sad and we need to do something. No businesses ever ask for the public's help in building their offices. It doesn't make sense. We'll put the rising in there in a heartbeat. <laughs> right. We'll move, we'll move something into that pile. I'm going to take the roof off that thing. It's going to kill people. But still, I, I, I love sports. I love it with all my heart and soul. I love sports. It's probably. Uh, but be, be, just, dogs and sports. That's the two things that I'm like, yeah, it's, that's it, man. That's my thing. Outside of my life, that's it. But uh, one thing I'm willing to pay for, the other thing I already pay for. I buy your jerseys. I buy your hats. You make me buy tickets. I buy $30 beers. I do that. I don't have to buy your house, too. 
You guys make that work on your own. And if you can't figure it out with sweetheart deals with city councils and things like that, where it's not tax money or anything else, and then don't start saying, well, it's not tax money. Then it doesn't need to be a public problem. Figure it out on your own, Ken Kendrick and the, the group over there at the Diamondbacks. Don't even mutter the words, well, we might leave. I didn't even see that. Wow. Try well, that it's, with a relationship. Know, Try that with any the last two years. And, again, timing's always horrible. Well, you know, they were talking about they were going back to the city. They almost took it to court saying, you know, the lease deal. They got to do the repairs here. What was it? They want time? out of that stadium. It's yeah. too big. It's It needs massive amounts of work because 25 years of that thing of moving that cement around is eventually going to start crumbling. They knew that when they built it. And granted, Ken Kendrick and the team didn't have anything to do with building it. But you bought it. You know, it's like Doug Hopkins. You bought that thing as is. You don't want to make repairs to it. It's not anybody else's fault but your own. But yeah, managing partner Ken Kendrick expressed disappointment in his organization's inability to secure public funding to renovate Chase Field, suggesting despite a desire to remain here, the club could eventually look to move elsewhere if the agreement can't be reached. All right, bye. Well, let's let's cut out the uh, the whole middle chat and start looking to go somewhere else. How much are you putting up? Where do you want it? What's your plan? Oh, we don't have a plan. We want somebody to come to us and pay for everything. Yeah, we all want that. I would love that. I would love for somebody to go, John, loved the show for a long time. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I like it here. I might take the show somewhere else. Nobody ever goes, well, give Holmberg tons of money so he stays. I better go somewhere else or shut the f- up. I'm tired of sports holding us hostage. They've already got our loyalty in the palm of their hands. And now they're using it against us. You can't do that in any other world. Now, I get it. Businesses get special deals for their buildings, and cities do this and cut tax breaks and things like that. Make a deal, but don't start putting it on us. We're the ones paying for everything. And if you can't make enough off that, if those $30 beers aren't going into the coffers or anything like that, you're running a bad business. I think the Cardinals kind of uh, you know, did a similar thing, and then they're like, well, we're not going to go anywhere. Cardinals knew because they already ponied pulled up their that. money. They already pulled that, and then they tried it again right after the Rams had been yeah. through this thing. And the Ram- St. Louis is the first city that said, "Okay, bye," and they did not care that the Rams left. None of them. They they were fine with it. The, the city of St. Louis basically said, "You're not holding us hostage. Peace out." And here's the other thing: after last year, uh, we've got all the leverage. As a city, if you want to wander off, okay. You think Major League Baseball is going to let the fifth largest market go baseball free for a while? No. They're going to pile somebody into that dump stadium for a couple years and then get something built on somebody else's dime. Matt Ishbia would kill for that kind of stuff. He was just on Pat McAfee's show, and he you know, kind of revealed he's worth $8.1 billion. He can put something together for you, and he can make it happen. I'm not saying he's interested. I'm saying there are people out there that can do this. Uh, Major League Baseball is not going to let Phoenix go without a team very long. So, bye. I don't want the Diamondbacks to leave it, but this is the crap they pulled by. Suns, too. Suns pulled it with Sarver a couple years ago. Remember that? Yeah. Fix that up. And then he had to do that video going, I didn't mean it, because he didn't realize how fast the city would go. Get out. We use that area for stuff. We'll we'll get another team. And took it out on his staff. Yeah. Yeah, He he pants his staff (laughs) that night. And we kind of read the room with Sarver, like, you're a piece of garbage. If you're going to, you're an outsider. We don't want you here. So if you're going to take our team somewhere else, we'll get a new Phoenix Suns, a better one. And Colangelo will be involved again because you know he's not letting that happen while he's still alive. He'll get he'll get things done. And, and, and things will happen, yeah. 
I saw that yesterday. I saw it in the news this morning, and I'm like, these the balls on these guys. They one run. You know what they remind me of? KDKB. <laughs> they have one moment. They start swinging their dicks around the hallways, knock everything over, and then uh, the next moment is back down to where they belong. And it's like, who's going to clean up the mess you guys wandered through, smashing everything, talking about how great you were? Well, we had a good r- ratings period. Right. One. Do that for 20 years. And then you can start smashing stuff with your dick. But in the meantime, put that thing away. <laughs> and for them, the best time to release that news is right now. Because you're just they starting to spring training. They, well, yeah, because right. no, baseball's the talk exactly. of the town. And yep. spring training, you just kind of, you just floated Let's it. just throw that out and just It was a little float. It wasn't a big deal. And, and it's easy if, you know, he were to come back and go, well, you know, I just brought it up. It's not like we're serious. You brought it up for a reason. You planted yep. the seed. Now, it's up to other, it's up to us to water it as a, as citizens, or it's up to us to, I, you know, I hate to say this, because I really think it's neat to have them here, but I've done very little to support properly the Phoenix Coyotes. Somebody's got to put a bullet in this thing. This is, this is a, this is a pup that needs to be euthanized. It is a sick animal. And I feel terrible saying that, because I really like the Coyotes being here, but if the city keeps saying no over and over and over, and you can't get anybody on your side, go. There's got to be a hockey rescue somewhere. There has to be There's a lost our home for hockey. They need a forever home, and I don't think it's here. They're just, they're, currently, it's the equivalent of a really pretty dog tied to a tree outside of a house in Maryvale. It's just like, oh, we got to do something about this. Build it a house. But nobody wants to. Because every time they try to be nice to that dog, it bites. The city that finally adopts it, we're like, man, someone lost this dog. There's no... Right. It's like Bus. My yeah, dog Bus. Exactly. Like, this dog's precious. How in the world was he astray? Yeah, it's, the Diamondbacks are, are definitely... And they need a new stadium. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. That stadium is uh, done. It's old and it's... it's you, know, you can't move that much weight around. They won't even open the roof anymore when people are in it because they know it could potentially be a problem. So you don't mess around with it that way. That used to be a feature. You'd stay after the game to watch the roof open up. Yeah. Neat. Now it's like, man, we better not do that. It's going to collapse. So, yeah, the stadium is in uh, in need of being replaced. But in the meantime, it works. So you come up with money. Nothing else works this way. No other industry that I know of outside of sweet breaks, not people paying for it. And I guess that is kind of a tax break in itself. But nobody else just begs the citizens, eh, we'll come to your town if you pay for it. What kind of date is this? Don't hold us hostage. And I know there'll be people out there going, we got to help him. We got to No, you don't. No, we don't. And then don't throw that argument. We give Ukraine so much stuff. <laughs> we don't even know where our taxes go. You're right. But we do know when they beg for it, we can say no. And that's the one thing. I think we should always vote down public funding for stadiums. Always. Especially because right after they get it, they go to another company to get $180 million in naming rights. And that never goes back to the city. They always say, oh, we provide jobs. And yeah, you do. And then you get, you also make a, an absolute ton of money on our backs. If that's the case, let me put this offer out there. Everybody with an Arizona driver's license can get a ticket for $10. That's it. Because if I paid taxes for your stupid house, I get to go in it every once in a while for nothing. Or every fifth game's free. You'd think you'd be, I know the math, but 
as far as working out that what if you would price it at that level? It's like every game is going to be a sellout if it's priced at ten well, they or fifteen that. bucks. That's not true because the entire upper deck's a dollar. So, not the entire. Well, well, it a good, used to be massive. It was only amount. like two hundred seats at one time. That was the Diamondbacks. That was designed to bring the yeah. average ticket price they, down. They still have. I think I'm it's sure the second or third seats? lowest. Yeah. They still have those cruddy dollar seats, but they they they. It's not that bad. In the upper deck, but I'm saying if, it's too you know, far away. When you get to the lower and middle, you know, if you can price it accordingly, right. that you'd rather have the place sold out. Sure. Holmberg's morning sickness. Morning sickness. Holmberg's morning sickness. But here's the thing, especially with baseball, if you're not putting a product out there that's dominating, you're not selling anything. Nobody's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in baseball games in any cities outside of Chicago. Occasionally, New York, Boston has it but because the stadiums worse? sell it. Going that, there, it doesn't matter. How, it, that, premium and then, but that's just the, that's you're talking about your feelings. They don't care as long as, as long as their weekend numbers are good. They don't care how you feel in the ballpark, whether it's full or not. They they just care about Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's it. Those are the days that baseball says this is our this is big. The other days are filler. You get you know. 15,000 tops at a Pirates and Diamondbacks Tuesday game. They don't care. Those games are just gravy. That's just extra money. So long as you're doing well. I'm saying, why don't you price those accordingly? Well, if you could price the weekends accordingly and you still have a cruddy team, it doesn't matter. The Diamondbacks were decent last year and couldn't get anybody to show up to that ballpark. Until what? They made the playoffs. They're starting to show up. They had a terrible end of the year. They, they they bounced in backwards and ended up in the World Series. But the city will support them. They just want it to be good. It's a lot to ask somebody to go to 81 games. That's a lot of your time. And, you know, a, it, it's not priced terribly. It's not, but move them. If you're going to start barking that we're not paying enough, yeah, that's enough. That's like a wife that says, I know the house and all my clothes and you buy me jewels and I'm fed. And, you know, I blow you every once in a while, like once every, I don't know, what's it been, 21 years? <laughs> uh, but I need more. And you'd be like, I'm done with this, bitch. This is, we're done here. I, I'm not listening to this. I give you everything, and now you're telling me you need more? No, it's not happening. Go find that with some other sucker. Because in any other relationship, it's called being a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> this guy says... Uh, Brady is right, though. If the Diamondbacks leave, the Rising could move into that. An automatic clincher for the Rising to make the jump from the USL to the MLS. All right, great. Yay. Whoop-dee-doo. Make Phoenix gayer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just don't like being held U of A and ASU could alternate and have occasional home games in there. Trade off. Because they have so so much real estate down there to begin with. We'd find ways to use it. We'd turn it into something. Make it the homeless zone. One of those deals. So you don't have anybody complaining about that. Just stuff them inside. Give them some gloves. <laughs> and man, play ball, guys. Uh, this one says Fenway, Dodger Stadium, Wrigley Field. Much older and amazing to see games at. Yeah. They want renovations to the stadium. But if you get one engineer at that stadium and you say, oh, your renovations include fixing this roof, it's all attached. To take the roof off means years of work. Like, we'd have to rebuild half of this thing just because the roof is the structure. You can't just tear the roof off of that thing and not wreck half of it going out. So, 
it's pointless to try to renovate. Can't that. you just put a giant canopy over the whole thing? <laughs> right, right. You could, but you would have to tear out most of the upper deck that's tied to that roof. A strong base. It's, it, it's going to cost you millions and millions and millions of dumb dollars. You just build a new one. But they want it from us. Screw you guys. Let me be the first in media to go, geez, this isn't right. I love baseball. I absolutely love it. But don't do that. Don't hold cities hostage. I, I still tip my cap to St. Louis, a city I absolutely hate. When the Rams threatened them and Stan Kroenke was buying land in L.A. And they're like, we know what you're doing. Get out. Didn't even vote it. They told him, you've got a stadium here. It's the Jones Dome. You're good. Edward R. Jones is just fine. Oh, we want a better one. All right. Well, that's not here. It's not happening. So, see ya. And then they reminded him, we're baseball town, by the way. So, you hold no leverage here. And then off the Rams slunk. Uh, St. Louis has done that twice. Look when Bill Bidwell started his garbage. Well, if I don't get a new stadium, it's like, hey, no, no, not on your terms, a-hole. And they bailed out to Phoenix. And what did they do? They built their own stadium for the Rams. We'll get somebody good in there. San wow. Diego. Was this real? Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, Toledo just printed out the top naming rights deals. This is from 2018. A Scotia Bank arena. That's an arena. $639 million for the naming rights from 2017 to 2038. But they get it up front. They get money every year. Oh, here you go. Name's on it. MetLife Stadium is $625 million. Chase Center. I don't know where that is. $400 million. Man, oh man! And SoFi was six hundred and thirty million to call that stadium SoFi. That's incredible. The University of Phoenix Stadium, before it was a State Farm Stadium, they were only getting one hundred and fifty-five million for the naming rights. But how long did that last? Five, six years, seven? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe even longer. longer. Yeah, not much longer. But how about that? They had to restructure. They just got a new group. Uh, State Farm will throw it out there. And that's the other thing is that we realize that insurance companies kind of have us by the balls, too, because they've named themselves on every stadium ever. Sky Rizzy Stadium. They spend a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, get one of them drug companies in there. Anyway, just got up on a soapbox about that because when I see the Diamondbacks float in these little moments and they're, you know, they're kind of casually tossing it out there. You know, we had a big year last year, went to the World Series. Wasn't that fun? Did you have fun doing that? That was fun. We had fun. We're going to move if you don't pay for something new. It's like, wait a second. see it again? That is. It's the exact same thing as a wife. Every time she blows you, she expects a, a ring. And it's like, wait a second. It's part of your duties as a wife, isn't it? Yeah, but if I do it. Now they're, now they hold sex hostage. And it's this whole negotiation thing. No, no, you don't negotiate with terrorists. You want a new stadium? There's plenty of nice places in America for you to go. I guarantee you, Major League Baseball says Phoenix can't go without a stadium. And a team will help. And they'll bring in good owners that'll pay for it themselves. Stand strong, Phoenix. Stand strong, Maricopa County. You don't have to pay for these people. Make it a good deal for us. That's all I ask. That's it. Let's make it so I can go home and not have to worry about that kind of crap. We all talk about taxes are so high. The rich don't pay taxes. Blah, blah, blah. And then you turn around and go, but I have to have that stadium. You're an idiot. Everybody acts like they know what's happening to their money with taxes in the first place. When they out, out and out blatantly tell you, here's what it's going towards, and it's something stupid, don't. I will say this. If I'm not allowed to just be unbothered by something, 
I would spend almost all of my life watching Smithsonian Channel's air disasters. <laughs> I am so addicted to this show. And I know it's been around I've for a while. a couple of times. Oh, yeah. my God. Yesterday, I've never heard of this. I actually almost went to the laptop and started to pound out a movie. Do you know about FedEx Flight 705 in 1994? Somewhere Tom Hanks on that flight? No. Okay. So when I first saw it, I thought, oh, this is kind of maybe what yeah. they based Castaway off of. Never forget that flight. Nope. My sham wow was on that. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, Flight 705 makes it. It doesn't disaster. Oh. Unless you're uh, one of the crew. This is the greatest story ever told in the air of all time about heroes and the suspense in this. It's unreal. It makes it. It's unreal. So it was 1994. Uh, it's a Memphis, Tennessee is the headquarters of FedEx. If you know the story, you're you're sitting there rubbing your hands together. How is this not a movie? Why do we have to sit through all these Marvel movies when this was a real thing? Captain Phillips has nothing on this. Captain Phillips was like a good harrowing, like oh my god. So these three dudes get on their FedEx plane and it's carrying electronics, almost all electronics from Memphis, the headquarters of FedEx to San Jose, and three guys get on. One of their other FedEx employees is like, can I deadhead over there? I got to get over to San Jose. I want to do this. Like, sure. He's got his guitar case, kind of like he's an engineer. He's brilliant. He's one of their best pilots. He's like, this dude had the future ahead of him. And uh, not that it matters, but his uh, he's a, um, he's the, a black guy named, uh, he had a great name too, or is it? Auburn R. Calloway. Like, that's the dude who's going to end up on the Supreme Court or something. That's a good name. So Auburn R. Calloway sits in the deadhead seats, and the flight takes off. FedEx, big old DC-9, flip, off we go. Auburn cracks open his guitar case, and he's brought on a bunch of carpenters' mallets and hammers. <coughs> Walks into the cockpit. Whap! Whap! Just starts hitting the, the navigator, the, uh, the co-pilot, the pilot. Starts knocking them around. Their heads crack open. They start bleeding. They're still flying the plane. One guy's kind of out. He's coming back. He's out. And there's Auburn Calloway just looking at him like, all right, they're not dead yet. Goes back to his guitar case and grabs a harpoon. A harpoon? Start, yeah, he brought a harpoon because he he, here's the reason why. Uh, the harpoon he could pull out of him if he shot it because it's a spear, spear gun. Yeah. So he's got the spear gun. So it's a spear gun, not a spear gun. A, but okay. it's got that big old harpoon thing at the end of it. It's a, it's a big hooked spear. Super like fish harpoon. You yeah, know, so it hooks the onto the body. Then you- I, I don't know what it's if he can pull it out. So it'd be consistent with injuries of a of a plane crash. Same with their heads. He's whacking them with these mallets because if the plane crashed, which is his intention, that you know nobody's going to investigate. Oh, it looks like blunt force trauma got him. It's just going to be blown up by the plane crash. It would make sense to go. Oh, their heads are cracked and whatever. They would have never suspected that the dude just. Started to bounce him. What they didn't see him do right before the plane went off is stand up and turn everything off as far as communications. You can talk to the tower, but that's it. Nothing's getting recorded. Bonk, bonk, bonk. These dudes stay awake oh. and start fighting him with cracked skulls. One dude oh. had like a massive like left side of his body stopped working. He's just throwing rights, holding the, the a spear in the end of the gun while he's trying to pull the trigger, and he's and it's just like he's hanging on to it. They fight this dude for 45 minutes with head trump. Pilot goes, oh, oh, oh. He, he goes out. So another dude has to get up and realize, oh, geez, they're barrel rolling the FedEx to throw him around. 
So if you're in Memphis and you're just sitting in your backyard having a nice little Memphis barbecue and a FedEx plane's going over, it's barrel rolling. It's an air show. They're taking it all the way to the edge and then rolling it back because you can't go all the way over because it'll just uh, there's two. And then they and then the pilot's like, "We got to land this thing." We they had Auburn Callaway subdued for a little bit, and then he starts coming to. They can't get a hammer. They can't let go of the gun. This dude's strong as an ox. He's taking on two beat up pilots. The pilot's the only one that can land it. And then uh, so they. Like, I can. They have them subdued, and they're like, "We got to land this thing." And I'm like, "You can't land that giant plane. It's full of fuel. The tires will explode." It's not. A, I didn't even think of that. Planes that are that big, that full of fuel, can't just turn around and land again. They got to dump all the fuel. Well, in order for that to happen, the pilot has to get up and go hit a button on the other thing. Well, he can't let go of the controls. For some reason, he can't autopilot back in because it's flying at like 300 feet. <laughs> so he's got to just hang on to this bird for a little while. 20,000 gallons of fuel is sitting in there, and we're going to try to land it anyway. Dude wakes up, whap, whap, starts hitting him with hammers again. <laughs> it's the crazy. They land the goddamn plane. Holmberg's morning sickness. Morning sickness. Holmberg's morning sickness. Reason Taking some more hits? Reason the dude went nuts was he'd lied to FedEx about his hours and his training. And they had just found out. So he was about to have a meeting with the Federal Express bigwigs. And he pretty sure they were going to let him go. He did a $2.5 million policy, insurance policy, because his family, he was like, wanted to make sure. Things were not going well in his life. One thing after another was kind of caving in. So for uh, I think it was $2.3 million. I think his wife was leaving him and all this stuff. Uh, he had an insurance policy. He was going to throw that out there. So his plan was knock these dudes out with these mallets. It looks like injuries, and I'm just going to blow this thing right into the Federal Express planes that are in the runway back in Memphis. He was just going to run it right back into either their headquarters or right back into wherever all the FedEx planes were in the Memphis airport. And these dudes beat the living out of him for like an hour trying to keep this thing in the air. And the pilot was smart enough. He was a Navy pilot, smart enough to like start, like look back and see that he was getting the upper hand, and then he'd lift the plane up to throw the guy backwards. Like, he'd look back to see where Aubrey Calloway was and go, oh, he's to the right. Throw the plane to the left and toss him into the wall so the other guys had some advantages because one dude didn't have an arm. His arm was complete. And then the other guy's brain was so screwed up, he wasn't sure if his hands were working. And he was the one holding the spear. And he's like, I don't know if I have it. I don't know if I've got this. I can't feel anything in my hands. And the other guy's one arm and, like, punching, and they didn't have any strength left at all. This brother was beating the crap out of two dudes. And then the one guy gets up and tells the pilot, I, I can't do it anymore. He takes over. And then the pilot, who's kind of in and out, but he's been doing the barrel rolls, he goes and lays on Aubrey. And Aubrey's like, my opportunity to knock this guy around a little bit more. Whoosh, hammers him in the head again. But it was, it couldn't, the best story I've ever seen in my life. And they all survived? Everybody made it. Even Aubrey? Aubrey's in jail. Oh, man. I don't know if he's still alive, but he's in jail. And the greatest story I've never heard. Recuperated? Yeah, well, they've got big dents in their heads. They're they're noticeable dents. And then, uh, oh, and then Aubrey got hold of one of the guy's heads and started to plunge his thumbs into his eyes. He's trying to pry his eyes out. Blade Runner, man. It's the greatest story no one's ever heard. Aubrey Calloway. Aubrey. How in the world is this not? And I'll tell you exactly why. Two months later, OJ killed Nicole Simpson. Buried. (laughs) It disappeared. It's the greatest story ever. When I saw the date, I'm like, well... OJ this up. We should all know these guys' names. They're never allowed to fly again because they've got brain trauma. Uh, they're all susceptible to seizures, and one dude's arms don't work right. 
The other I'm sure dudes. they got paid. Though, oh, so I'm they're, sure they they're got fine. Paid. Yeah, I'm but, sure they got man. paid. That dude is in uh, jail with like two life sentences, and uh, it was crazy. And they're wheeling him out, and he's smiling. The, the reenactment on uh, Air Disasters is great. I'm addicted to Air Disasters. Yeah. I, I watched four episodes just off and on the last couple of days. Every one of them better than the last. They had a whole series of like planes that were hijacked. There he is, Aubrey R. Calloway. Looks like um, Auburn, but they called him Aubrey. It's, I don't know. Maybe it is Auburn. Maybe the article's wrong. But it was, no, you yeah, look at the pilots. Yeah, you know, the pilots. Got, oh, and they were covered in blood. Their eyes were full of blood. They could barely see. If you ever have blood in your eyes, you know that isn't an easy washout. Is this it, what it, you watched? Uh, Death Battle or no? I watched. Uh, it's on Air Disasters. Oh, okay. It's, it's scroll down a little bit. And you'll, <laughs> it looks like Vince Vaughn. Uh, that's right there. Those are the actors. It was awesome. Awesome story. But OJ ruined it. We should be hearing about these guys all the time. There was another one where these dudes got hijacked on this uh, uh, Bulgarian plane by some dudes, and they wanted to fly to Vienna, and the pilot's like, hey, dude, we don't have enough fuel for Vienna. He goes, no, you've got plenty. Take me to Vienna. He's like, all right. So he took them somewhere else and had the whole city, called ahead to the city. He's like, hey, they'll know we're not going to Vienna, but you guys need to turn all the lights off on the city. And the city shut their lights off. The Sounds whole- like airplane. Yeah, <laughs> they did, Johnny exactly. unplugs the, the <laughs> extension cord. They turned them all off. And they're like, all right. And then, and then they're like, we're not really in Vienna, the hijackers. Like, I know there's no way we're in Vienna. He's like, yeah. And he goes, I want some Austrians in here to talk to me right now. So they got two people who speak German at wherever they landed to pop onto the plane. And the dude's like, who are you fooling? And he took his hat off and it had some Russian writing in it. And they're like, we're not there. And then dudes just stormed in and just, just started to pop dudes. Shit. <laughs> it's the best. All right, what stations is something? Oh, Smithsonian Channel. Okay, I something I would have now. dodged like the Air play. disasters. Air right, disasters. The best show ever. And it's been around forever, and I've always dodged it. The reason I watch it is because my friend who was in a plane crash in Detroit. It's been on 24 seasons I know. or something. Wow. And I've caught it. But my friend. I've caught the Concord one. There's a couple. Oh, that yeah. was, yeah, that was on my birthday. The uh, that wasn't uh, going to France from New should York. be flying again. That thing was awesome, just too expensive. But yeah, my my friend Billy Trappin was on a Northwest Airlines plane that got hit by another plane on the runway and took half of them out. He lived, but half the people didn't. Like the wing just, <laughs> just over the, the pilots were sitting on a landing runway, thinking they were on a go runway in a foggy, uh, snowy night, and another plane landed on them and tore the whole top off. Billy just was lucky, lucky. not to be one of them. Uh, so I watched that, and that got me on Air Disasters, which has been around forever. But, man, oh, man, this this FedEx thing. How do we not know about this? And then I saw the date, and I'm like, oh, it's, God damn it, it's OJ's fault. Oh, you can watch them all online, too, on the Smithsonian Channel. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to watch that today. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's a, yeah. And it's, you'll be on the edge of your seat. Get a pop popcorn. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> and then you realize you're just watching. <laughs> one, the Egyptian Air one, where they get hijacked. That's the one where everybody's seen the video of that plane landing in the ocean by that uh, resort. That it's a it's an Ethiopian Air, and uh, and these guys comes in wobbling. No, no, it, it, they hijacked it and they just wanted it to crash. But uh, the pilots like, screw you! I'm going to try water landing. They're out of gas. Just the plane's just falling out of the sky, and like 50 of the 175 people lived because he remembered in a chart that he'd seen that there's a resort island just off the coast that would make it so these guys think they're flying over the ocean, but he knows he's close enough, and they get real close to that right before he crashes. The, the videos, it's amazing. And the pilot lived, and he's telling the story. Oh, pop some popcorn, make some cookies. I'm on it tonight. Pop down and air disaster yourself into tomorrow. And then I realize there's something wrong with me because some of them are not good. Like planes that just 274 souls aboard passed. And I'm like, oh, 
Like, this isn't entertainment. This is bad. I shouldn't be watching this. That flight no hair. Oh, it's the best show ever. Get all over air disasters. And I know, I'm, I'm late to the party, but who in their right mind as an adult watches the Smithsonian channel? That's like a curse. Nobody, that's the worst day in school, and you know, we're going to the Smithsonian. I'm like, ah. Not the real Definitely one. an age thing. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. history. Oh, yeah. Oh, stuff yeah. like I'm still averse to the word Smithsonian. It's yeah. like ugh, a, learning, a learning derby. No thanks. Yeah, there's plenty of people who are in on this with me. And then the one guy that just decided to lock the cockpit and take his plane into the ground in the ocean, he did a full nosedive. And, you know, he did. And this is actually really thoughtful because he was suicidal and things weren't going right. He turned. He put his oxygen mask on and told the co-pilot, which I didn't know this. Co-pilots, pilots can tell a co-pilot, go get me some coffee, bitch. And they have to do it. Co-pilot can't tell a pilot to do anything. And the pilot looks at him like, no. So the co-pilot has to do it. So he's like, hey, get out of here, get me a coffee. And he gets up and he goes to the stewardess to get a coffee. I know you're not supposed to call him that, but that's what they are. And then uh, he locks the door. And this was before 9-11. And he said, uh, and the one guy said, the NTSB guy said, well, one thing about planes that are good is we've got the locks on the doors now. So bad thing is, if bad guys get in there, you can lock it from the inside, nobody's getting in. So if good guys get in there, they can lock it from the inside, nobody's getting in. He said, but it just depends on the intention of the dude in the cockpit. So the pilot's like, screw this, locks the door, gets his gas mask on, flips the switch to take out all the air in the thing, knocks everybody cold. So they all went to sleep. And then he's like, we're going in the ocean, face first. And nose died. I mean, straight Man. in. Anyone survive? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, they were sleeping. <laughs> they just woke up. I was like, wow. Here's another thing I learned from air disasters. If you are going to land in the water, don't inflate your thing around your neck, the little inflatable uh, life preserver. Yeah. Until you're out of the plane. It kills you. It'll strangle you. So the pilot you? gets on and goes, do not inflate. And all these hearing us, pop, 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 pop. Everybody's putting their things on. No, it won't strangle you. But when you hit the water, the plane fills with water. It just pushes you to the top. You, and, and a lot of times, you can't. It'll, it'll pull you so hard up, you can't reach down and undo your seatbelt. Oh. So most of the time, they said anybody who was, they found all these people, inflated bags, just drowning their seats. Bobbers. Yeah, because they don't. So the people who didn't do it almost all got out. That's ah, nuts. Air disasters. What an entertaining show. It's better than Friends. You'll laugh. You'll cry. Combo them. Best. The, oh, my God. If you, could get, if you could get Joey and, oh, my God. Lisa Lisa Kudrow pops in a couple episodes. I mean, I'd leave her ass on the plane. Yeah, me too. I'd Ugh, annoying. It's, I'm, I'm Pop addicted. that life preserver. Completely <laughs> addicted to air disasters. Completely addicted. And I'm shocked. 24 seasons. That's how many there have been that they've got, what, 14 episodes a year. They, they just, there's thousands of plane crashes. Oh, the, the, the plane races in Reno. We're going to try to get these birds up to 600 miles an hour. One dude. Yeah, that's the dude barrel rolling the plane. I can pull through completely oh. in the vertical. And if you but look close, that dude, point, the whole uh, side of his head know, is mashed if, out. If I'd rolled the airplane over on its back, I wouldn't really be able to see what oh. I was doing. This is not a bubble canopy that you have over the top. You're actually looking out. It's got expansive windows, but nonetheless, you roll this airplane over on its back, uh, you can't really see that much of what you're doing. So I roll it to about 140 degrees where I can still see out over the side <laughs> as the airplane's oh. nose is starting to come through. 
And it's all the reenactments. The quarter million kilograms. Oh, it's so good. I want to go home and watch when it. When we now. went to oh, uh, look at that, uh, look at that, San Francisco, oh, and then he, and then he had to try to spin it around to get it back to back to front, and goes into a nosedive for this a little doing while. Doing like Blue Angels yeah. moves oh. with that thing. There's and, and meanwhile, the spear gun. Meanwhile, Callaway keeps whacking him with a hammer. Callaway he looked like Malik uh, Bridges. Or not Malik Bridges, it's Mikkel Bridges. Yeah. Tucker decides to pull back on the yoke and put the plane into a steep dive. Oh, it's the oh. best show ever. Right, that should, how is that not a movie? How is FedEx 705 not a movie? When we were in oh, uh, San Francisco so in the fall uh, during that, uh, what do they call that, the, the Navy, uh, the flight week? Oh, yeah. All right. United yeah. brings a plane over the... Golden Gate, and it okay. does that. And it shows you what you don't know about these planes is they can do. Oh yeah, you know, and, and you're looking right at it. They're not supposed to go all the way upside. No, but they can go. But over it somewhere. went like three quarters over. It was unbelievable. That one Reno Air Show, though, the dude goes five hundred and something, six hundred miles an hour in this little super. They're, they're doing the races, the oval, and the crowd. And the, the crowd's looking up, and this thing kind of loses control, and something going six hundred miles an hour that's coming at you. You're like, oh, well, that's going to hit us. Like you're not getting out of the way, and it just goes right into the crowd. Holmberg's morning sickness. Morning sickness. Holmberg's morning sickness. This morning, Crazy. I heard on the uh, oh, what a show! I heard planes because of the uh, atmospheric river and the tailwinds that they're getting. Yeah, they have a uh, couple of uh, planes have gone over eight hundred miles an hour because of the. It depends. Like they talk about this they, one. They're saying this week the FedEx plane wasn't supposed to go faster than six. And he said, "I'm making this thing do things it's not supposed to do, and it's because it'll. And it did start to break. You're not supposed to put you're those. You're pushing. You're it. not supposed to put those birds up over that. The little guys can start. Like you start breaking records with planes. Awesome. What a show. All right. So I'd much rather use Chase Field for Air Disaster Fridays than for Diamondback stuff uh, if they're going to hold us hostage. You imagine that on the big Chase Field board? Oh man. Oh. Movie night. Incredible! I am late to this party, though. This is this is. It's on YouTube, early. people. I just found it. So. Oh yeah, I didn't know anything, and I know about air disasters. I just never watched. I didn't know about this flight seven hundred five thing. And it's like you 30 said, there's so ago. many. There's so many of them. Yeah, I never heard like of what it. season. Yeah, but that one, that particular thing, should be a story we all know. OJ wrecked it. OJ showed up and took all the headlines. And this was before the you know everything went viral. If you either heard about it or you didn't. And who's telling you the story of flight seven hundred five with detail? Until a few years later, when the pilots are a year out, they had to have all sorts of mental rehab. Oh, man, oh, man. And OJ shows up, slaughters his wife, and the world doesn't pay attention to anything for a year and a half. I would have loved This needs to be a movie now. Right now. Mikkel Bridges plays the part of Callaway, and then whoever else wants to be pilots. That's it. But it's awesome. Oscar-winning Cillian Murphy. Oh, he hasn't got it yet. But. Yeah, he's going to. That's a good one. He'd be good in this. Yeah, and a couple other, like, you know. There's a couple dudes who've been kind of known, but not crazy big. You don't need a great cast, but man, oh, man. What a story. But I've got to really kind of step back and analyze myself on this, is why I'm so entertained by planes crashing. What about flying now? How do you feel about it? No it's change. TV. It's like, look, I'm just one in a million. And plus, now I can be a star. As long as OJ don't my, murder somebody yeah, if my again. my plane goes you know. down, I get a show. 
Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, if OJ, yeah, if OJ gets it. Hey, Twitter world, I understand everybody's paying attention to something that isn't. Ah, you prick. I'm going to slaughter another woman here so Homer doesn't get his due. <laughs> oh, they're such a great show. I didn't know it was on for 24 years. But anything Smithsonian channel, I've been dodging that since I was in high school. Yeah, I see the word Smithsonian, and I assume there's going to be notes, and i got to learn. No, not at all. Isn't that also Air America? I don't the know. Smithsonian, where they're going over the cities, you know, the beautiful. I think you're right. Yeah, I've been, I've been aer- Aerial, Aerial America. America. Yeah. I do like Aerial America. I think that is Smithsonian. Yeah. But I've got that all saved over in the corners. So I just occasionally pick a state and watch. When you need a little relaxation. Yeah, I like, I like that. Uh, it's 723. Sorry. Just my promotion of Aerial America. Screwed the diamond. Better. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> that Smithsonian channel isn't what you think. It isn't for eggheads. It's for us knobs over here who like uh, death and destruction. I didn't realize how gory and horrifying it was. It's um, awesome. Everybody's sending in their, uh, their air disasters oh. now. Yeah, so I got another got another one. I'll have to send it to you. There's a list. Bajillion yeah. of them. Highlight. There's oh, yeah. 24 seasons. There's this one, The Crash of the Century. Oh, is that the one where the pl- one plane hit the other plane? That's uh, the biggest one. That was when the... Uh, I forget if it was the KLM was on the runway and another plane just landed on it, like 600 people that, died. Yeah, I think that's what they're saying. Yeah. Horror. Fog rolled in. and That's a crazy one, yeah. Those giant planes. And dude just sitting there and another plane just lands on top of it. Or one's taken off and the other one's landing. That's what that one is. Oh, okay. And right before they, they dodge. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, what a show. Yeah. Don't don't fool yourself into thinking you're not smart enough to watch that. That's I am. KLM, yeah. Yeah, that's the worst disaster in aviation history. Yeah, just loaded. right on runways, moving head to head, head on collision, and one just pops out, like has no idea what's going on. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, Smithsonian, screw that. This guy says, "Talk about late to the party." Air disasters rule. See, this is where I'm struggling because yeah. I feel the same way, and I have to kind of backtrack. Megan was wandering around, and she goes, are you still watching people die? I'm like, geez, when you put it that way, <laughs> yes. And then I had to make excuses. No, 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 this one, nobody dies because uh, it was a saved one, except for the terrorist took a bullet in the head for trying to poke a knife into the stewardess. And again, I know, but that's what they are. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? Now I'm all juiced I up. I want to watch air disasters now. Got that great email from that lady whose early. husband was boning that guy, and then he got air disasters, and... Smithsonian Channel ain't for learning anymore. It's tawdry, violent, miserable. Talking about that's learning. That's not. It's, well, I did learn about something just absolutely awful. It's great. It needs to be a movie. That's how I get my information. I may tune into the Smithsonian. And then I looked at the guide. That's all they show. Air disasters. 24 solid hours. And then Aerial America to start your I day. That's to compete with all the murder shows. And that's what we love. So I don't know. I, I, that was kind of my justification. It's like, eh. And the Reels channel. Either it's Rockstar Documentaries or, or it's OP Aut- Live, which OP is Live. amazing. They also do autopsies. Oh, like, yeah. Autopsies I haven't seen that in a while, people. but yeah. They did one on Sean Connery on the autopsy thing. His death was related to him. Like, he was 80-something. His death was related to being 80. Don't open him well, up again. scotchy drink His throughout the years. His face was 80% yeah. charcoal. It was mostly made of charcoal as he began to rot away his living corpse. Like well, I knew. I love that guy's voice, though, because I always go to that doctor. What we really didn't know about River Phoenix was, I'm like, oh, we all know what happened to him. He killed himself with drugs. But did he? Yes. This is a pointless show. Two guys came out of the Viper room. And then the best part, like, they'll do, like, autopsies of 
obvious things, like car Belushi. crash. Like they did one of Paul Walker. Paul Walker autopsy reveals the secrets. I'm like tree burned, yeah, fire. Uh, yeah. I, I don't need to be a doctor to know how this happened. Excessive speeds. Uh, anyway, Reels is pretty. We own Reels. Yeah. That's our company. Uh, Hubbard has. Oh, we watch the hell out of it when OP lives. OP on, lives. It's just, it just stays on all day. Friday, Saturday. Yep. And they, yep. And they do the OP. They do the rewind if you missed a few. Wow, it's great. We got to get sticks in here. He doesn't work there anymore. He does his own thing now. Sticks is not on. Oh, the he show. does. He occasionally will pop. Okay, in I see the. I guess I, I see the reruns. Yeah, reruns. yeah, he's not on there anymore. He'll. He's Damn still, it! He's still but he'd busy. be a good guest. Oh, sticks would be awesome. But I don't need him in here. I need him out on the streets, filming. Sticks does something for Fox Nation now. He's on his own. Guys, come on, keep up. All right, Mr. Air Disaster, 24 seasons. This eight. person said, please stop talking about air disasters. I fly on Thursday to the Keys. Maybe not to the Keys, but you're definitely <laughs> going to fly for a little while. From what I've learned. Don't pack a hammer. Destination is not guaranteed. And anybody with a guitar probably got a harpoon in there. Just think, Brady, how close you were. I'm sure you've gotten a FedEx oh, package please. in the past. I mean, you know, you yeah, oh, yeah. that, that could have been you. Like I said, I probably had a package <laughs> yeah. on that flight. More than likely, yeah, you were almost you were affected by. It. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this: nothing was disrupted. They landed the plane. Uh, they didn't get delivered, though. They I, had to go I back around. What they said, <laughs> so the, uh, it did delay. Oh, it delayed it. Yeah. but you still got it. And they had to unpack the plane that they used because a bunch of stuff broke. There's probably uh, some cleanup. A, well, there was massive amounts of blood. Package and cleanup. Is like, how come there's blood on my package? You got a bitch. It was yeah. supposed to be here by eight a.m. I'm gonna call hell? FedEx. Hey, FedEx. <laughs> Maybe that's what pissed OJ off. <laughs> I had some electronics on the way. FedEx says they deliver overnight, but you motherfuckers are late. I'm just getting fumed up right now. Well, Mr. Simpson, we're sorry if we've angered you. You have no idea how mad I am. I had an order from Ginsu that's late now. <laughs> what do you mean it's going to take two months? I have to go buy my own knives? AC calls and pack is not yeah. in. <laughs> Still not at the house, Juice. Well, this is a whole bunch of boot, AC. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. Nicole's calling. I'll talk to you later. Bitch is driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah, oh, who knows? Tonight. Maybe the domino effect of that Federal Express plane not getting OJ's electronics. I got a new hi-fi system coming in. You're not going to believe it. It's got a compact disc player built in. Something called LaserDisc, which is good. <laughs> I'm first on the block at Rockingham to have one of those. And it should be here by Tuesday <laughs> if all things go right. Can't imagine anything delaying it. It's Federal Express. They're reliable. <laughs> And then, that a bitch. Ain't that a bitch. My new hot fire ain't going to be here for Memorial Day. <laughs> Anything happens between Memorial Day and July that pisses me off, there's going to be hell to pay for that person, I'll tell you that. <laughs> ain't that a bitch. Oh, speaking of which, Nicole's on the phone. <laughs> Nicole's God on the phone again. It. What the f*** does she want? Yes, I know Sydney has a play. I'll be there. I'm <laughs> 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 on my hot fire. Goddamn FedEx. <laughs> anyway. Oh. I'm... We're, we're putting pieces together that may not fit, oh, yeah. but it does work. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats? <laughs> All right, Wake Up Song brought to you by Action Ride Shop. And, of course, if you want to hit the mountains, whether it be up north, you can do the skiing and snowboarding thing. Or if you want to do it down here in the valley, you got the uh, got all the trails out there on the mountain bikes. Wherever you want to go, Action Ride Shop's got you dialed in. ActionRideShop.com. They're going to take care of you. And on the list, of course, it goes back to our original email this morning. Uh, Ween's Homo Rainbow, uh, Meatloaf, I'd Do Anything for You, Rape Me from Nirvana, Electric Gay Bar, or Electric Six Gay Bar, Turbo, of course, uh, George Michael, Careless Whisper in there for those two. Wow. Bloodhound Gang, 
Do we do Meatloaf? Because that song oh. is everything about the email we got earlier this morning. It's so bad, though. It is bad. Love dumps, attic acts. Uh, and for those of you tuning in late, got an email from a lady who walked in on her husband boning her brother in the kitchen. And then she wanted to flame the whole thing. Haven't heard back from her quite yet. I, if you want to do Meatloaf, whatever. Because that's what that song's about. I'd do anything for love. I, I'm but convinced. I won't do that. I'm convinced Meatloaf had a girl who liked to go fingers in places <laughs> he didn't like, and he's like, "I love you, but I'm not doing that." Same with my theory about Hall and Oates. Yeah, uh, I can't go for that. No, no, no can, no do. can do. <laughs> that's about a girl who likes to finger butts. Ah, oh. you got to knock before you just jam it right in there. Go for being <laughs> twice as nice. So smooth. It's a list of things he can do. He'll deal with the same lies. You got your body, now I want nothing. <laughs> you forget about it, now say no, go, ho, ho, ho. I'll do anything <laughs> that you want me to, yeah. But I can't go for that. Get your finger out of my ass. No, I. No can do. No can do. That's the only time a man says that. It's like you go into like these caveman things. Ah, well, no can do. Why are you doing that? My last boyfriend loved it. Not me. I'll do anything for love, but not that. And that's <laughs> where this starts. What, huh? Oh, I got it. We got it all ready to go. <laughs> oh, you're doing it? It's the loaf. <laughs> Get your fingers out of his butt. And stop banging your brother-in-law and emailing us about it. It's out of control now. 98 KUPD.